What up, yo? Welcome to the Fantasy Knockout Football Podcast. I am your host, Mark Shannon. Today is Wednesday, September 12th. Not Tuesday, I know. Sorry, guys. I didn't get the show out on Tuesday. We kind of missed the waiver wires. We're still going to do the waiver wire show. That's what today's show is about. Week two, waiver wires. Who are we going to pick up? Who do we need? What quarterbacks to stream? What defenses can we start this week? Um, But first, I just want to say sorry I didn't get it out on time yesterday. Uh, This week has been a crazy, hectic week for me. I have been Mr. Mom. My wife has been... Uh, away doing um, with her job. She's been doing some training and stuff. And so I schedule wise, it just didn't work out yesterday. I apologize. So we still got the show out. Still got a lot of stuff. I don't, there was no big must ads this week as far as, uh, you know, league or, or yeah, league winners as far as at uh, waiver ads. So other than that, we still just go over some depth and whatnot. Um, so let's, Let's get right into it. Week one, there's some monster, monster performances. Tyreek Hill, Alvin Kamara performed. Gronk looked good. Julio Jones on Thursday night. And then there was also some guys that underperformed. Uh, There were some injuries. Oh, my gosh. Greg Olson and Delaney Walker and the tight ends are just, ugh, you know. Travis Kelsey underperformed. So there was a lot going on. Let's start breaking it down. Um, first, I got some pro tips and tricks I want to just I want to shoot out. I think I'll do a Facebook Live on these later on. But I want to make sure right now. So week one happened. A lot of people are starting to set get their mindset on what players are going to be like all year long. Don't do that. Don't overreact. Okay, we're not overreacting after week one. A lot of things are still going to change. Some guys had big, big games that won't. Like uh, the tight end in Seattle, uh, Disley. He had an amazing game. I don't think he's going to be that every week. Uh, Jared Cook had a great Monday night game. Cook's also known to be the guy that has a good game and disappears for two weeks. So tailor your expectations. So pro tips and tricks, all right? We got the tilt trade. That's what I call the tilt trade, where you need to go. You got a league mate who lost their week one matchup, and their stud underperformed. So we're talking like guys like a T.Y. Hilton, a Kareem Hunt, Brandon Cooks, Chris Hogan, a Travis Kelsey, or even Alex Collins. Leonard Fournette would be on there. Guys like that that didn't meet expectations. LaShawn McCoy would be on there, okay? And what you do is ask them, how do they feel about those players? And if they're like, if you can kind of sense that they're freaking out and they're tilting on these players going, oh, no, you know, I made a mistake drafting LaShawn McCoy. Go get them. Go get them for pennies on the dollar. Take advantage of this. Um, You can also use these guys that have these monster week one one, uh, games that aren't going to continue doing this all year long okay you can use those guys to trade because they'll see all the points and they'll see their stud that didn't perform flip them there you go so that's the uh tilt trade that you can take advantage of people uh another thing is the professional waiver wire acquire yeah that's a mouthful what do i mean by this 
Uh, so it's a Monday night game, right? And it's before the Detroit and New York Jets game. And I'm looking at my bench, and I got um, I have a player on there, Michael Gallup, right? I'm going to drop him for a waiver wire ad on Tuesday morning or Tuesday, Wednesday morning, whatever waivers go through, right? I'm dropping him. I'm going to pick somebody up. Well, so I, I look through available players that still haven't played yet. So that's with the Jets in Detroit. Um, I was looking at uh, a Kenny Galladay. He was already taken. Um, so I saw Quincy Inunua on the list. Available. I picked him up, and look what happened. He blew up. He had a great game. Had a lot of targets. Probably Sam Darnold's favorite receiver there in, in New York. Now I don't have to burn my waiver priority come Tuesday night, Wednesday morning when I'm putting in a waiver for Quint, uh, for Inunua. I already got him on my team. So it's one way to kind of cheat the uh, the waiver priority list. Um, dr- you know, if you're going to drop a guy already, pick something up. Take a flyer. You know what I mean? Like uh, I had another available spot, and I think I picked up John Kelly just in case Todd Gurley got hurt and blew out his knee because some guys <laughs> – some big guys were getting hurt this week, just in case. And well, guess what? Now I drop him and pick somebody else up. So it's just something to keep in your mind, uh, back of mind. If if there's, um, and you know, I'm not saying to do it every week, uh, but I mean, if the opportunity's there and you got a guy you're gonna drop, you know, you're dropping anyways. Take a flyer on somebody. They they could blow up, and if they don't, then you guess what? You got to just dropping that person for somebody else. So it's just one way to kind of one up your your league mates. And last, we're going to call it the Panhandler. Um, Might need a new name for that one. Once the waivers have gone through, players were dropped. You know, because other teams acquired players, they have to drop people. You want to look through and see if there was any quality players dropped. Such as this week, somebody dropped the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them ranked, I think, fourth this week for week two. Uh, Let me look it up. Yeah, week I got them. Fourth against Tampa Bay. I like that matchup for Philadelphia. Somebody dropped him. Guess what? I'm going to be scooping him up if I had a New Orleans. And we'll get into all those streaming defenses. I'll talk about that later. But what I'm saying is if a quality person gets dropped, scoop them up, take advantage of that person tilting and not paying attention and, and you know sticking to players being good. So those are some pro tips and tricks. Um, where can you find the show? You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and on the site, fantasyknockout.com. We've got the week two rankings up. you got to know which players to start over who. If you have questions, submit a question or ask a question on the site. If you're a Patreon uh, member, you can hit up the week two forum and ask questions, start sit questions, trade questions, all that kind of stuff on there. Um, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We still got that review challenge. First 50 people that leave a review will be entered into a drawing to win an autographed NFL memorabilia piece, like a jersey, probably like a uh, Michael Thomas or something like that. That would be kind of cool. Haven't decided of who, what jersey to get yet. Um, and then also subscribe to the show. You don't want to miss out. Okay, Make sure you get it into your uh, podcast app or wherever you listen. Let's get into the news. News with views. We got wide receiver Doug Baldwin he, from the Seattle Seahawks. He reportedly suffered a grade two partial MCL tear in week one. 
you know, he was battling this uh, knee injury all preseason. Guess what? This is his other leg he hurt. So he's he's like Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan, I got you some ice cream. Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. <laughs> One of my favorite parts. <laughs> Michelle quotes that all the time. It's freaking hilarious. Ice cream. Uh, yeah. So Baldwin's got no legs. He's got no legs to run around. He's going to probably miss two to four weeks. So if you took a chance on him, I did in a couple leagues, you're going to have to stash him. Hold on to him. Don't drop him. You can try to trade him if you want, but you're going to get nothing for him. He's uh, he's going to be a stash on your bench. And hopefully you can pick up a receiver like a Quincy and Nuna. We'll go over lots of receivers to pick up. There's a lot of guys available that you can fill in temporarily. Um, next, we got running back Leonard Fournette of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coach Doug Marone considers Fournette's hamstring injury to be minor. I would still handcuff him with a um, running back, TJ Yeldon. Um, he's going to be one of the top guys to pick up this week as well. Uh, you just never know. Hamstring injuries linger and can cause problems. Fournette missed three games or four, yeah, three games last year. Hopefully, this isn't you know a two or three game stint that he's going to miss. Um, as of right now, I still got him projected, but he's a little bit lower because of this hamstring injury. Uh, next, running back Jeremy Hill, the New England Patriots, was placed on injured reserve with a torn right ACL. What does that mean? Well. Hill wasn't playing. I mean, he wasn't uh, a big factor in for New England anyways. But what the, what does this mean? It means James White, Sony Michelle, going to get, and Rex Burkhead going to be the main three guys there. Just, just alleviate some of that goal line vulturing that Hill could have done. I like Rex Burkhead a lot. So, um, you know, still like there. Sony Michelle will be, will be good. He's, he's doing better. Um, we'll talk about these guys in a little bit. Uh, next, quarterback Marcus Mariota of Tennessee. His coach, Mike Rabrell, said Mariota's elbow was good to go, barring any setbacks. So Mariota should play week two. Very disappointing. That game, it all it just in general, was a bad game. A lot of delays, so it was hard for guys to just you know be steady and consistent because they just play for a little bit and then stop. And then play for a little bit and stop. And so with all the weather... Um, stoppages and whatnot it was it was hard for Miami and, and Tennessee players to get anything going just because you know it, it was just a rough game in general I think it was like a seven hour game Ugh. Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers this was scary he's he's not pra- he's not practicing right now he had that knee injury where he actually get carted off in the middle of the game I imagine all you Packer fans just your seat, you know, you're just going, oh, great, here we go. The season's over, and all of a sudden, he marches out there after the half and comes back and has a great game. Looked looked very, um, he looked like he couldn't move, um, but, you know, luckily he throws the ball and not runs it. So, Rodgers had a great game, great comeback to win the game. Uh, Rodgers is Rodgers, uh, but we'll be monitoring it, and kind of like Baldwin, he's got this, you know, knee issue where they're saying two to four weeks is what he needs to rest more most likely two weeks for for rogers um they got minnesota this week so it's an option where they could just they could sit him and just say hey we're not going to put him out there and risk anything 
I think Rodgers is a gamer. He's he's a competitor. He's not going to want to do that. So that'd be the coaches coming down on him and telling him he's not playing. Anyways, we'll monitor this. We'll let definitely let you know on next show if Rodgers is going to miss or not. Uh, then we got tight end Delaney Walker of the Tennessee Titans. He is dealing with ligament damage in addition to a dislocated ankle. Ugh. Season ending. He's done for the year. That sucks. Uh, I like the the rookie there. They have Jonu Smith. He's I mean he's nowhere near uh, Walker's talent, but I think he'll do all right. He'll be serviceable. Uh, this it gives me a little bump up in Corey Davis stock, where I think if Mariota can be healthy and throw the ball and not look like a horrible quarterback like he did week one, um, those guys have some some upside. Then you got running back Kenneth Dixon of the Baltimore Ravens. He was placed on injured reserve with a knee injury. Um, it's kind of a big shock, but it, it sucks for Dixon. I'm sorry, Dixon fans. He's out. It's probably the end of his career because he missed all last year with his suspension, and this is probably he's teams are going to drop him. I don't know if he, he'll ever get a, a starting gig again. But what does this do? It means Alex Collins and Javoris Allen, Buck Allen, uh, are the two guys in Baltimore. Um, I like Collins a lot, and I like Allen. They're going to be feasting. They're going to be battling all year, kind of like what they did last year. I want to get a lot of the uh, the receptions, and Collins will get a lot of the first and second down work. Uh, next, Will Fuller, wide receiver of the Houston Texans. Coach Bill O'Brien says he's hopeful Fuller, his hamstring, will be ready for week two. He was limited in practice. So that's good because uh, he missed last week. Uh, it would be nice to see Fuller out there. I think that'll help Watson a lot as far as opening up the playbook and stretching the field and whatnot. Then we got tight end Greg Olson of the Carolina Panthers. He refractured his surgically repaired right foot. That sucks. Team's going to hold off on placing him on injured reserve um, because they're only designated two slots for that for guys to come back. So they're going to see how bad it is, kind of wait a week or two. So we'll keep you updated. But pretty much he's not going to play this year. He's going to miss a good chunk. And if he does come back, It'll be something similar to last year where he'll come back, what, like week 12, 13, maybe 14. And I I just can't trust him going into the playoffs or even in the fantasy playoffs. You know, I mean, he might have a, a, a boom game, but, I mean, it's just it's not worth it. You should find somebody else. He's droppable, in my opinion. Go find a different uh, tight end. Uh, we've got wide receiver Marquise Goodwin of the San Francisco 49ers. He's not practicing. He has a thigh injury, a bone bruise from week one. <laughs> it sucked because it happened very early in the game. And I know a lot of people started him and got the goose egg, kind of like a Doug Baldwin, where it just, ugh, and it probably ruined your week. Uh, my opinion, don't drop him. Stash him. He's going to be, you know, he needs a week or two to get healthy. We'll monitor it more. Next, we got wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great game by Jackson, and he did it the right way where he got hurt in the fourth quarter, got you all those fantasy points, and then got hurt. He didn't pull a Baldwin or a Goodwin where they give you the goose egg and you're going, oh, come on. Anyway, so Jackson, he's not practicing. He had a concussion and a shoulder injury. Uh, He's most likely going to miss week two. 
So that gives a boost to Chris Godwin. I like him as a flex option. He has some upside with Fitzpatrick. Uh, next, we got wide receiver Corey Davis from Tennessee. He was limited in practice. He's got a hamstring. It kind of popped up this week. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that. Hamstrings just tend to worry me, so that's why he's in here. Next, we got running back Rex Burkhead of the New England Patriots. He is out of the concussion protocol. Great. I got Burkhead ranked in the 20s at 23 for the running backs, right behind Leonard Fournette. Uh, not bad, you know, so he's got some upside. I like, uh, you know, could be a possible play. We'll, we'll talk about him more um, in the next show. Here we got a couple more guys. I know this is a lot of, a lot of news. So uh, wide receiver Ted Ginn, New Orleans Saints, he didn't practice. He's got a knee injury. He's probably a very highly added waiver uh, receiver this week. Next, wide receiver Devontae Adams, Green Bay Packers. He did not practice because of a shoulder injury. He uh, dinged it up or landed on somebody landed on it in the uh, the end of the game in the Chicago Green Bay game, and he played through it because of all the adrenaline pumping and whatnot. He's so he's just you know sore. It's starting to uh, you know act up a little bit. So we'll keep an eye on him. I think he'll be good to go. I'm not worried about Adams. Next, we got running back Devontae Freeman, Atlanta Falcons. He's not practicing. He had that knee thing on Thursday night. This is just a precaution so that he doesn't tweak anything more. Uh, but we'll keep you updated if he does not play. And last, we got two more. Running back, Le'Veon Bell, Pittsburgh Steelers, still continuing his holdout. He has not reported to team meetings on Wednesday. Uh, so what does that mean? Fire up James Conner. If you still got Conner, put him in there. He's he's a, he's a top uh, <laughs> top running back. He was a stud for week one. And then the last, we got quarterback Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. He has been named the Bills Week 2 starter. The Peterman experiment is over. Uh, honestly, I think it was a sacrifice. Like He was like the, the sacrifice. They didn't want uh, Allen to get destroyed by Baltimore. So good job for the, uh, the coaches there in Buffalo. Um, you can find the show on Twitter at Fantasy Knockout and on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Knockout. Main event. All right, we're going right into it. Waiver wires week two. Let's hit the quarterbacks real quick. I just got a couple of them. Patrick Mahomes had an amazing, amazing game. Looked electric. Looked like him and Tyreek Hill have something special. I would pick him up. Uh, these numbers that I'm going to go over, the percentages owned are after waivers that have already gone through. If he's still out there, pick him up. Uh, ESPN, 85% owned. Yahoo, 92. You know, everybody's chasing those points. I think Mahomes is legit. I like him this year. He's could be, actually, I he's, he's going to be a, a quarterback one. He'll finish top 10. He looks good. Got the arm. Uh, don't expect what he did week one to happen every week, but it was against a good Chargers secondary. So, good job, Mahomes. Next, we got quarterback Alex Smith of the Washington Redskins. 77% in ESPN, 68% Yahoo, so still a little bit available. I know those are high percentages. I like his matchup this week. We'll talk about him later on in the quarterbacks to stream. We'll go more into that. And then remember, remember that pro tip and trick about guys getting dropped? This next name, Ben Roethlisberger, like his matchup. 
He might have been dropped because he had a poor performance in week one. He's 92% owned in ESPN, 94 in Yahoo. So slim pickings. I doubt that he was dropped. But you never know. If he was, pick him up. Start him this week. He'll bounce back. He'll have a great game. Ben's going against, where is he? He's going against, uh, he's going against Kansas City who couldn't stop the pass at all. Uh, you had Phillip Rivers who looked amazing. Rivers looked legit. Ben Roethlisberger should tear up uh, tear up Kansas City's secondary. Start your Juju Smith. Start your Antonio Brown. I like them a lot. Uh, we'll jump right over to the tight ends. Uh, a lot of guys were hurt. We got Greg Olson and Delaney Walker who are out. We need some help at the tight ends, Mark. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Number one pickup for the tight end spot is George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. Right now, he's only 68% owned in ESPN, 88% in Yahoo. Still available in a lot of leagues. He had nine targets, I think eight catches for 90 yards, no touchdown. But he is definitely Jimmy Garoppolo's number one target. I mean, they were... He was running routes designed specifically for him. Kyle Shanahan is going to use Kittle this year. I, I almost wish I picked him as my guy for the tight end. I mean, let's throw him up there with Trey Burton. I like I like them a lot. If you can get Kittle, scoop him up, put him in there. He'll be solid all all year. And then next we talked about Jonu Smith of the Tennessee Titans. He's only three percent owned in ESPN, thirteen in Yahoo. If you're really struggling for a tight end, you can pick him up just because he's going to get some volume. Um, but again, I, I think I have him. Let's see. I have him ranked 17th this week. So there's other guys I like better, like a Jack Doyle or Eifert or Njoku or Ebron or even a Ben Watson over over Smith. But if you're really struggling in a deeper league and, and, and need somebody, he's not a bad pickup. And then I know a lot of people are chasing this guy. Jared Cook of the Oakland Raiders, what, 180 yards or something like that, had a monster game. 65% owned in ESPN, 80% in Yahoo. I'd go after him, but just tailor your expectations. He's not going to have a monster game again. He's going against Denver. Denver can do well against the tight ends. I got him. Let's see. Cook ranked ninth this week. So, you know, Cook, he's not a bad not a bad pickup if you're if you lost, you know, Olsen or Walker, like I said. Go snag those guys up. Let's get into the meat. Let's get right into the running backs and receivers. These are the guys that are going to win, you know, really help you build depth in your rosters. Let's get right to the running backs. We got TJ Yeldon of Jacksonville. 39% ESPN, 53 in Yahoo. If Fournette's missing, you want him on your bench. If you got Fournette, go get Yeldon. If you don't have Fournette, you could pick him up because I think I think Yeldon's going to have a role there with some receiving stuff. I think they're not going to make Fournette their uh, their complete workhorse where they just give it to him all the time. I think they're going to you're going to see more of a timeshare going forward now with this this hamstring. They don't they don't want to risk his his season. So Yeldon has some upside. He's like a, a Tevin Coleman but light version, you know. So you got your your Budweiser and you got your Bud Light. Well, Yeldon's the Bud Light <laughs> in that situation. Uh, neither of them are great, but you know, <laughs> it, it is what it is. Um, I'm gonna go over the next two guys. Both Washington running backs, most likely owned in your league, but still check. You never know. 
Adrian Peterson, 90% ESPN, 91 in Yahoo. They should be 100% owned. And then also Chris Thompson, 87% ESPN, 85% Yahoo. I don't know why these are not owned. Um, they need to be owned. Both of them are going to be quality running backs. Thompson's electric. He's going to be, if you're in a PPR or half PPR league, Thompson's the guy to own. Peterson has standalone value as well as a, as a solid running back. Um, so check those waivers. See if they were dropped. See if they're still there. Scoop them up. Put them on your bench. <laughs> Even start them this week. Uh, next, we got Matt Burita of the San Francisco 49ers. Surprisingly, he's only 58% in ESPN, 55% in Yahoo. Uh, I would I'd scoop him up. I mean, he's going to get a lot of work. San Francisco had the uh, the Vikings last this past week. They're a good defense. Going forward, I think Breed is going to do well. And then you got Bilal Powell of the New York Jets. He looked good. I know Crowell had the two touchdowns. But Palau, uh sorry, I always, I, I, my dyslexia <laughs> kicks in. I switch his uh, first initial in li- of both his first and last name. So I get the Powell, Bil- the Bil- <laughs> I can't say it. Anyways, Bilal Powell of the Jets. Uh, he started the game. He's going to get it. That game just got out of hand where they didn't need to, to use him all that much. And, you know, they can just slowly run the ball with Crowell. Powell going forward. He's going to be good, especially if this Jets do what they did Monday night and look electric and come out and start playing well like that. They, I mean, they shocked a lot of people. They shocked me. I was surprised. Powell's got some upside, so put pick him up. Put him on your bench. I, I like Powell going forward. Uh, next, this guy's probably going to be dropped. He's C.J. Anderson of the Carolina Panthers, 28% ESPN, 43% Yahoo. Anderson. Um you know, you got McCaffrey who looked good, but he's not going to be able to do it all that much between the tackles. McCaffrey's going to be McCaffrey, you know, the receiving back. Anderson's going to get that Jonathan Stewart role last year. He's going to, there. You're going to be surprised. He's going to run the ball a lot more than you think. It's going to be more of a timeshare. Now uh, we got two more guys: Javorius Buck Allen of the Baltimore Ravens with Kenneth Dixon going out. Pick him up. He's 15% owned in ESPN, 6% in Yahoo. He's going to be the receiving back. I don't think a lot of people know about Dixon's uh, injury yet. Uh, I like him as a sneaky uh, addition. And then the last guy, Philip Lindsay, the Denver Broncos, 44% in ESPN, 51% in Yahoo. Lindsay looked good. I think there, Royce Freeman and, and Lindsay are going to be a <laughs> – that's going to be a timeshare there. Um Lindsey, I remember him coming out of college. He looked good. He he's he's a good running back. So you can pick up Lindsey. He's going to be one of the hot waiver additions this week. Um, if you remember last year, a lot of guys after week one, Tariq Cohen went off last year, and a lot of people just spent their budget or their priorities to grab him. Um, I'm, I'm let's go hot take, bold take right now. Lindsey's going to be the Tariq Cohen of last year where. He might have some big games um, to start the season, and then it's it's going to be the Royce Freeman show. I still like Royce Freeman, so don't panic if you're a Freeman owner. Um, Lindsey might. It's going to be like the, the the running backs in Baltimore, where they're just they're going to eat into each other. It's going to be a headache at times, but Freeman is the guy to own there. Uh, Lindsey is a good talent, but I'm I'm, go- I'm rolling with Freeman. I'm putting my chips on his side. All right, wide receivers. We got Kenny Stills. 
Miami Dolphins, 81% ESPN, 78% Yahoo. He looked good, electric, two touchdowns in the game. Um, he He's going to be Tannehill's number one target there. He's obviously, with Parker out and Landry gone, Stills is the guy. Uh, Randall Cobb, Green Bay Packers. A lot of people saw his big play of, what, 75-yard touchdown catch or something, you know, where he, it, it was like a little screen pass and he broke loose and ran and basically won the game. 90% ESPN, 79% Yahoo. You can pick him up. I know there was a lot of uh, talks about him possibly being traded, uh, where Green Bay gonna, was going to trade him. Um, if he keeps doing this, I don't, I don't see what they're, why they trade him. Uh, then you got Quincy Inunua. We talked about him earlier. The Jets, 38% ESPN, 43% Yahoo. He's going to be Sam Darnold's number one target there. Uh, Robbie Anderson is electric, but Anderson's the deep guy. He's the going to catch you that long touchdown maybe once a week. No, not not once a week. Maybe you know once every three games or something. But Inunua's going to get a bulk of the targets. He's going to average 7 to 8 to 10 targets a game. You like uh, I like that. You're going to like that if you picked him up. You can put him in the flex. He's definitely a bi-week option. Uh, next, we got Brandon Marshall, Seahawks, 14% in ESPN, 34% in Yahoo. He looked good, and especially with Baldwin going out, he could fill that role. Uh, and then you also got Tyler Lockett there. He's 60% ESPN, 60% in Yahoo. Uh, they're just going to, you know, Lockett and Marshall both have some value with Baldwin being out the couple weeks. If if you're really needing somebody, you can pick one of them up, put them in. They'll do well. Marshall's getting the separation. He's a big body in the end zone. He's going to get some touchdowns. He's going to be Wilson's target, you know, probably his favorite target in the end zone. Um, then you also got John Brown, Baltimore Ravens. He looked good. I like him way more than uh, Michael Crabtree this year. Brown is only 23% ESPN, 21% Yahoo. Uh, you're not going to be disappointed with Brown if if he stays healthy because that was his issue in Arizona is he couldn't beat this sickle cell uh, disease that he's got. It, he, when he's healthy, he is good. He he is a very talented receiver. Um, so Baltimore and Flacco looks like he's got a fire lit under his butt with Lamar Jackson being there. Flacco could be the new Alex Smith this season. So the Flacco Brown, you know, that that could be something. So we're going to monitor that. If you really need it deeper, you pick him up. Um, this These next couple of guys, Kenny Galladay, Detroit Lions. He's probably owned. He's 60, 62% ESPN, 58, 58 in Yahoo. Um, he looked good there. Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay, 33% ESPN, 34% Yahoo. If Deshaun Jackson's missing, you want to get Godwin. Ted Ginn Jr., 31% ESPN, 35% Yahoo. He looked good for uh, Drew Brees. It's still the Michael Thomas show there in New Orleans. And then the last guy, Ryan Grant, Indianapolis Colts, 14% ESPN, 6% Yahoo. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is going to be the field stretcher in Indianapolis and the the target monster, the guy that's going to be the short yardage, a lot of catches, the Julian Edelman role for Indianapolis is going to be this Ryan Grant. He's going to do what kind of Moncrief did, and the question is, can he get touchdowns? I think he'll get his, he'll get five, six maybe this year. He, but he's going to get a lot of yards and a lot of receptions. So, 
PPR leagues, half PPR leagues. Ryan Grant's not a bad ad if you can. Um, all right, so we were talking about adding all these guys, right? But here's the question. who, Mark, who are we going to drop? Okay, so if you got a guy, like these are guys that I would, would drop for some of these other players. If you got a DJ Moore, a Calvin Ridley, Josh Doxson, Corey Clement, um, any of the Dallas receivers, Gallup and uh, Hearns, they're all droppable in my opinions. You don't need to roster them. Only Dallas receiver, maybe um, Cole Beasley, but again, that's on the bubble. Um, if you have a Chris Ivory or a Ronald Jones, actually, Ronald Jones, you could drop him, but here's the thing is you'll want to look at him in a couple weeks. Week four or week five, we'll probably be talking about his name as, as a top pickup. Um, so if you have a deeper bench, you stash Ronald Jones. But if you need somebody immediately, he's okay to drop. Devontae Booker and a, and a Dante Moncrief. All these kind of guys. If you have these guys on your bench and you and and the guys we just talked about, you know, a Thompson, a Powell, a Nunwa, or Geronimo Allison, any of these guys available, George Kittle, pick them up. Drop these other players we just talked about. Pick these guys up. Put them on your bench. Put them in your starting lineup. You're going to be happy. Let's get right into the streaming quarterbacks. Uh, we'll kick it off with Alex Smith, Washington Redskins. He's got a great matchup against a bad Indianapolis defense. The Indy defense, they made Andy Dalton look good. And that's a hard thing to do because Dalton's, Dalton's an okay quarterback, okay? Uh, basically, going forward, this is this is my game plan. I'm streaming any quarterback that's playing against Indianapolis' defense because they're showing that they can't stop them. So pick up that quarterback going against Indy. You're going to be happy if you haven't found your guy. If you if you couldn't grab a Pat Mahomes, uh, you know Alex Smith is not a he's a he's a good play this week. He's not a bad play. So go with an Alex Smith. Uh, I also like Case Keenum of the Denver Broncos. Uh, I like the matchup, even though it's against my Raiders. Uh, Goff did well, you know, and it seemed like watching that Raider game it seemed like John Gruden's rotating his defensive backs. You're not going to win if you're doing that. If you're, you know, like you need quality defensive backs out there, and there, and Oakland doesn't have them. All right, so Case Keenum, he looks solid against, um, you know, uh, Case Keenum looked solid last week. Oakland can't stop anybody with the pass. Goff looked, at, he did really well. Um, the, you know, they're just not going to. Oakland's just not going to have an answer for Denver and and. Demarius Thomas and Cortland Sutton and Emmanuel Sanders, who looked amazing. If you can try and trade for Sanders, you know, see if you can snag him. He's, he's going to be solid this year. And then the last guy we got Tyrod Taylor, Cleveland Browns. Um, he was a streaming option last week. Did okay. You know, he's got that, that base, the nice floor of, because of all his rushing, he's going to get you, you know, at least decent points. There's 18 to 20 points every week. Um, I like the matchup this week. Cleveland is going against. Um, where's Cleveland? Cleveland's playing. That's right. Cleveland's going against the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Well, the Saints didn't stop anybody last week <laughs> with, with Tampa Bay looking like that. I think Taylor could get. He he could hit, get. He's going to get Josh Gordon back, right? I could see a, a nice deep pass to Gordon. Gordon looked good catching his touchdown. 
I could see that happening. Stills look good. New Orleans, you know, hopefully they get on track. But I like Cleveland. You can't go wrong with Tyrod Taylor if if Alex Smith or Case Keenum is not available. He's not a bad third option. All right, streaming defenses. Uh, here's the cool thing is don't go, you know, in drafts. When you when you draft a high defense, like if you went up and, and bought the Jacksonville Jaguars and you spent a high draft pick on them, you, guess what? You're stuck with them. And they did okay against a uh, Giants, you know, offense this past week in week one. But you're stuck with them. That's why I like to go the streaming defenses. Take a defense at the very end because there's always going to be changes. And here's the cool thing is players on the defense get injured. But the entire defense does not get injured. They go out there and still play that week. So you're not going to lose out even if a key player gets hurt on the defense. Okay. Top defense this week, Chicago. They looked legit on Sunday night. Khalil Mack is a beast. Trust me, I know. Um, They, you know, I, I have a feeling Chicago could be Jacksonville this week. You know, last year, Jacksonville was a surprise defense that shocked a lot of people. Chicago. I think they could be that defense this year. They could do, they could rock some 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 people weeks. You know, they could win some weeks this week or this season. Uh, New Orleans, uh, I know you got Tyrod. I told you to go Tyrod Taylor against them. Here's the thing: is I'm not worried about Week One. They they just did not know what to expect from Fitzpatrick. They should have a bounce back against the Browns. Taylor's still going to run the ball, which will help you if you if you stream him. But New Orleans aren't they're not gonna get you negative points like they did. They'll they'll be a solid defense this week. And then last Tampa Bay, they looked good last week. <laughs> they stopped New Orleans pretty good. Uh they have a nice matchup against Philly, who did not look explosive. I think Tampa Bay could be a sneaky start this week. Well, that's gonna wrap it up. Thank you for for listening to today's show. Uh next week we got week two starts not next week. On the next show, we got the week two starting sits. We'll go over injuries, who's in and who's out. Uh, really hit who to put in that flex spot. Hopefully, you get some guys this week. Hopefully, you didn't miss out. And some of these guys are still available on the waiver wires. And you can snag them up and build depth to your bench. Um, so, again, thank you for listening to the show. Please visit the site, fantasyknockout.com. Week two rankings are up. Follow the show on Twitter, at Fantasy Knockout, and on Instagram, at fantasy underscore knockout. All right, till next time, goodbye.